0: In 2049, bioengineered humans called replicants have been integrated into society as bioengineered life has been necessary to ensure humanity's continued survival. Kay, a newer model created to obey, works as a blade runner for the LAPD, hunting down and retiring rogue older model replicants. His home life is spent with his holographic girlfriend, Joy, a product of Wallace Corporation. Kay's investigation into a replicant freedom movement leads him to a farm, where he retires rogue replicant Sapper Morton and finds a buried box with what appears to be human remains inside. Forensic analysis reveals they are part of a female replicant who died as a result of complications from an emergency cesarean section. Kay finds this unsettling as pregnancy in replicants was originally thought to be impossible. Kay is ordered to destroy all evidence related to the case and to retire the child by his superior, Lieutenant Joshi who believes the knowledge that replicants are able to reproduce to be dangerous and could lead to war. Kay, disturbed by his orders, visits the headquarters of replicant manufacturer Neander Wallace, who identifies the body as Rachel, an experimental replicant. In the process, he learns of her romantic ties with former veteran Blade Runner Rick Deckard. Believing that reproduction in replicants can bolster his production, but unable to give them this ability himself, Wallace sends his replicant enforcer, Love, to steal Rachel's remains from LAPD headquarters and follow Kay to find Rachel's child. Wallace hopes to use the child to engineer replicant reproduction and expand his off-world operations. Returning to Morton's farm, Kay finds a hidden date that matches a childhood memory about hiding a toy horse. Kay later finds the toy horse at an orphanage, suggesting that his memories, which he thought were implants, are real. Joe insists this is evidence that Kay is in fact a real person, giving him the nickname Joe. While searching birth records for that year, he discovers an anomaly. Twins were born on that day with identical DNA, except for the sex chromosome. Only the boy is listed as alive. Kay seeks out Dr. Anastelline, a memory designer who informs him that it is illegal to program replicants with humans' real memories, leading Kay to believe he might be Rachel's son. After failing a test of his replicant behavior, K is suspended by Joshi, but he remains but he explains that he failed the test because he completed his mission in killing the child. Joshi, knowing K will be chased for deviating from his baseline, gives him 48 hours to disappear. K transfers joy to a mobile emitter despite knowing if it is damaged she will be erased. Undeterred, K has the toy horse analyzed and finds traces of radiation that lead him to the ruins of Las Vegas, where he finds Deckard. Deckard reveals that he scrambled the birth records to cover his tracks and was forced to leave a pregnant Rachel with the Replicant Freedom Movement to protect her. Love and her men arrive to kidnap Deckard, having murdered Joshi and tracked Kay's location. They leave a badly injured Kay for dead, in the process destroying Joy's emitter. He is later rescued by the Replicant Freedom Movement who are tracking him and told by their leader, Frieza, that Rachel's child is actually a girl. Kay deduces that Staline is Deckard's daughter, as she is the only one capable of creating the memory and implanting it into him. Frieza urges Kay to prevent Wallace from uncovering the secrets of replicant reproduction by any means necessary, including killing Deckard. In Los Angeles, Deckard is brought before Wallace, who suggests Rachel's feelings for him were engineered by Tyrell to test the possibility of a replicant becoming pregnant. Deckard refuses to cooperate with Wallace, even when promised a replicant recreation of Rachel. Love escorts Deckard to one of Wallace's off-world outposts to be tortured for information. Kay intercepts them before fighting and killing Love. He stages Deckard's death to protect him from both Wallace and the replicants, and leads Deckard to Stellan's office. Kay encourages Deckard to meet his daughter and laments that all the best memories are hers. Deckard enters the office and approaches Stellan while Kay lies down on the steps amidst the falling snow and dies from his wounds. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Mike Sutherland. How you doing? I am good. How are you? All right. So, uh, obviously, this is our Blade Runner 2049 episode. (laughs) Yes, it is. We will be talking about this fine film and that alone. All right. Um, What was your anticipation for this movie? I don't know.
1: Um watching the trailers <laughs> I was I was expecting more nineteen eighty eighties version Blade Runner uh-huh. and not this. Okay. Um I don't know. I'm still trying to process the whole movie in and of itself. It's it's a weird one.
0: Well it's also three hours almost three hours a movie you have yeah. to process too. Yeah. Uh I like
1: um I like Denny Villain a wave. Or Villeneuve or
0: Uh, Villeneuve, yeah. That I I looked it up before and it's Villeneuve. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. So you say it your way, I'll say it my way. (laughs) Now, um, I I'd like to say Villeneuve, but you know that's that's I I think
1: that's I think that's the proper way to say it. He's French
0: Canadian, so I mean you know how the French are, man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Villeneuve. My shit does
1: not stink. He's French Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh gosh.
0: Which he's awesome. I, I look, I am I am a big fan of Denny now because of every every mainstream movie i've seen of him so far is fucking excellent
1: yeah i, I don't have any issues with with denny my issue is here's my issue with the movie uh-huh. it's all over the place yeah um it's there there is no the storytelling in and of itself makes it difficult to follow.
0: I think maybe maybe it's possible that it's on purpose so that you're go- it's like through the eyes of Gosling's character and cuz he keeps coming across a new thing and a new revelation and and he's confused about all of it while he's doing it. It's
1: possible, you know, you may be right about that, but this is a movie that it doesn't suck. No. <laughs> Not at all. No. But- I-
0: yeah, I was, I, there was a part of me that was reluctant about the, you know, three hour runtime almost. And, you know, like, God damn, if this is as boring to me as the original Blade Runner is, uh, I'm in for a long fucking viewing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And look, I know, look, I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if we've ever discussed how you feel about the first movie. I like the first movie. And... What look, because of how everyone has like ninety nine percent of the fucking Hollywood community and fans have acted about this movie in the thirty five years since it's come out um most people are they fucking this is a classic and and it is a classic don't get me wrong, um but it's like there's all these layers and and it's so fucking great and it's i bro I've given this movie I have given look. I, I bought it on, on uh, I bought the Final Cut on, on DVD. I've seen this movie, the original. I've seen it at least half a dozen times, if not more. You know, and every single time I I feel underwhelmed by it. Every this
1: time. movie was not a classic hit. This movie yeah. was not. I know. You know, the original Blade Runner was not anywhere near as great as everyone. says it is Uh it underperformed in North America and polarized critics some its thematic complexity and visuals while others were displeased with
0: its unconventional pacing and plot yeah (laughs) I remember Siskel Siskel didn't like it at all he thought it was all boring and he thought after it's so boring that after a while you don't even care about the visuals anymore and then Ebert was like well because the visuals are so fucking ahead of their time that it makes up for all the boring you know story and stuff like that. Mm. that I'm just saying what they said well,
1: Ebert, or Siskel's wrong, but... Um, the, the visuals weren't ahead of its time. They were amazing. They truly were. Um,
0: well, it's, a st- it's, it's, a, it's an expression ahead of its time.
1: Now it's regarded by many critics as one of the all-time best science fiction movies. Hail for its production design. Blade Runner remains a leading example of neo-noir cinema and mm. has been highly influential on many subsequent science fiction films, video games, anime, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The film soundtrack composed by Vangelis was critically acclaimed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um... I like, and and I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I like the original Blade Runner. <laughs> there's a lot of story there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interest. There's a lot of interesting things going on. Yeah, and th- it needs it needs more. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, there was way too much mystery around it. I, but that's what that's what makes it great. Added to the appeal, the overall appeal. I. You, you know, it's just, for example, I, I even put it in my review was uh, Deckard, you know, Harrison Ford's character It got, dude, he he barely ever fucking, they, okay, Emmett Walsh or whatever his name is, he blows him up to be this fucking, I am Emmett Walsh. You know, yeah, he blows him up to be, oh, I need my old, I need the old Blade Runner back, right? And right. he fucking quote unquote brings him out of retirement and it make it sound like he's this fucking larger than life, badass, hunter, downer, motherfucker, right? He is. And then... Every fucking moment in this movie when he encounters a replicant, he gets the shit kicked out of him. And Because he, those are new replicants and he's an older model. That, look, just, I'll just tell you my, my shit. And it just seems like... He, to me, he seems like a fucking uh, an inept Indiana Jones. Where Indiana Jones fucking uses some skill and some luck to get out of his situations. But, but fucking Deckard, it, it was just like pure luck he got out of any of these situations right because the replicants that he's atta-
1: that that he has to retire yeah are not they're
0: a newer model I, I get they're, they're not just newer models they're not from earth they're 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 mining yeah they're designed to be they 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 can tolerate everything that's why you, they had they had uh Brian James and Rutger Howard's character be able to stand in the fucking ice room with uh with James Wong Hong's character, I, I get it. I, I understand they they're, they're tolerances to to weather and and they're much stronger and all that stuff. I I get it. I get it. I just I'm just saying that yeah. the way that the I'm trying to get into the guy's character and he just seems like he's just getting his fucking ass kicked left and right. Yeah, he is. And and then also and then there's supposed to be this romance between him and Sean Young's character. And instead, to me, it felt fucking rapey. It felt okay. extremely rapey. Why? The way he forces himself on her when she tries to leave his apartment, it was fucking, it was uncomfortable and it was rapey. Okay. Okay. You know, I don't get that, you know, but whatever. Just, Kiss me. Tell me you want me. You know, it just, it was fucking awkward and uncomfortable. And, and look, look, I'm, I know I'm in the minority, man. I look, most people see it differently than I do, and that's fine. I, you know, I just, that's how I see it. And I, I look, okay. I've given that movie so many fucking chances and I still see it that way sure you know and yes it is a it is the visuals are awesome as a and the premises is is also awesome and it, it's thought-provoking but and i love Roger howard's character of roy batty i wanted to see more and more of him but uh, that's it i dude it's like there's times where i was watching the movie i like fucking i just fight to stay awake but not this movie this fucking movie which doesn't make any sense to me
1: this movie is just <laughs> is is the pacing, everything uh-huh. about this movie is exactly the same and, as the original. And, and
0: look, look, man, it could be just because of bias, personal bias, or, or just look, my appreciation for the way that Denny uh, Villeneuve does movies. Because, like I put in the review, man, I said, dude, he does, he he copies. I mean, the the tone of the film is almost exactly the same. But yet, for some reason, he keeps it interesting the whole time you're watching it, and. I never got bored watching this movie. Not in one fucking time I got bored. I was constantly intrigued by what was going on on the screen and what was going to happen next. The whole time I, I, it had my attention. So I, you know, maybe I. it's hard to for me to pinpoint. Well, it's not that hard. I just, I don't feel that way about the original. I just, I just don't, I, you know, sucks. But, <laughs> you know, think of it this way. I mean, you, you fucking enjoy it. So who gives a shit what I got to say about it? Yeah. Um. So, and then besides, I look, this movie coming out, it might make me appreciate the first one even more now because of how good this movie is. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, like when I made a, a quick comparison to Tron Legacy and the original Tron, I, you know, the Tron Legacy, I love Tron Legacy so much that it makes me enjoy the original Tron even more because of it, even though the original Tron isn't that great. See, I disagree with you. I completely
1: disagree with you on that statement. I think Tron Legacy is garbage <laughs> and that the original Tron is, is, is a fucking genius piece of work
0: oh it's definitely in the, God, I don't want to keep using that saying you know the head of a time blah 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 but it, it's yeah it's definitely a classic staple in, in filmmaking history um, but I, like I for whatever reasons and I don't feel like going into a trial Legacy review I just love the fucking sequel and I, I and I see people's complaints about it but overall I fucking loved it I, I still love that movie and I can keep watching it over and over again Um Anyway, back to, to, to 2049, <coughs> it seemed to me that, that with uh, Villeneuve coming in, he knew, he had a vision on how he was going to do this, and and he made sure he had all the right people involved to get it done the way he wanted to get it done. He had Roger Deakins come in as cinematographer. You know, he had Hans Zimmer and another guy come in to do the musical score, and It just fucking, you know, and then goddamn every technical aspect of this movie, the costumes, the props, everything, it was, everything was made to remind you of the original film in one way or another. And, 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 and like I said, it just, to me, it improves on fucking everything. You know, just, you know, the, the, the the when you have a movie that's almost three hours long and you can have not that many action scenes in it. I mean, there was a few, but, when you stretch it out over that whole long time period, it still had enough in between those action scenes to keep me interested in what was going on. And so when it did finally get to another action scene, I was fucking ready for it. And it it always, it always hit man. This movie had fucking great scenes and it's just beautiful to look at. I love it. Love the movie. I really liked it. Now I don't know how much replay it's going to have for me, but we'll find out whenever it comes out and I buy it. (laughs) Um, Villeneuve, uh, also stated that, uh, that this is his director's cut. There's no alternate versions. Yeah, sure. I, well, I know you could say, yeah, sure, but I'm just saying that what he said out of the horse's mouth. So, mm. out of the French Canadian's mouth. I was just reading <laughs> okay all about, 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 it? about
1: that. <laughs> I, I was just reading all about the director's cut and final cut and all this other shit. And, yeah. Um, how Harrison Ford didn't want to do the uh, voiceover for the original movie. Uh
0: huh. And, um, Oh, the narration? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was he's like the studio clowns who pretty much forced him into uh, into doing it and he fucking hated it. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Look, I don't hate the original Blade Runner. I don't. I just, I don't see it in, through the eyes that everyone else does as this great fucking film. I just don't see it that, that way. That's it. Don't You'll don't never hear that. me say that the original Blade Runner sucks because it doesn't suck at all. It doesn't suck at all.
1: No, you know, and I, I don't I don't believe that it sucks at all either. What I think is, is mm, hello the um the entire this entire movie for me I don't think is as good as the first one okay and it's a good movie I'm not saying that it sucks or anything else like that like comparatively it uses the same visuals as uh, as the first one you know we saw the Atari now I, I'm I'm really um Wondering if all of the girls that you see, the the ballerina and all this other stuff, yeah, are also the the same two girls that you know, um, love and joy,
0: jo- a joy, joy's character, yeah. right,
1: played by Anna de Amos. and I, I'm wondering if those those holograms are those two people.
0: It's possible, but <laughs> so would you think? Do you think that? Uh, comparatively it's like comparing uh uh the ghost in the shell live action to the to the anime no where the the visuals i don't mean the story dude i mean the visuals like no
1: no, no? um the visuals that's a good one the visuals of this movie are obviously better yeah you know I, um but there's something about there's something about the original blade runner when they're flying over los angeles uh uh-huh. and as they're doing it, you see this dystopian city with smokestacks the, yeah the the fire coming off the smokestacks, mm-hmm. but you see prior to that how much of it's like Tokyo uh-huh. or uh not Tokyo uh China, yeah, you know we have all these visuals these these live in Tokyo in the same way. we have all these fucking visuals where you see the Atari symbol and Seiko and all this other stuff, yeah, and then thirty years later, you still see these same symbols. Which kind of bugs me. I mean, I wish they would have. like it would have been better if they'd done like like Apple Seiko, okay, or you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know something like Seiko Dash Tyrell or 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 something that shows that these companies haven't been bought out,
0: yeah, or merged or yeah. yeah. So no, I I got you. I I I do like though the fact that they they still had a Pan Am building. I was you know yeah. You know, because, I mean, so I heard that Pan Am went out of business in, what, 91 or something? Yeah, Pan Am went out of business a long time yeah. ago. So, you know what? I like that they stuck to their guns with that, though. You know, like with the Atari thing and all that. It, but Atari's still around. Yeah, but you know, they're not the, the fucking mega powerhouse that they used to be. You know what I mean? Uh So, you know what? I did forget. That was a negative I forgot to put in my, my review was – um I forgot about that was – um the movie does even though the movie is so long it doesn't take much time to delve into the to the to the life of, of regular of the people you know in this city right in LA right it just deals with all the events at hand more than anything um, but you know that's fuck it whatever the, the movie does what it does it, it does it tells you the story and it it connects you to the original film just enough where it doesn't fully rely on it and it can keep telling the story to move forward it it um, fuck it dude what, what, you know what here what works for this movie Mike what works well I pretty much already said what all the works dude um, okay for no, one thing Batista me being the simple person that I am um, all the, the thought provoking themes from the original film there's thought provoking themes in this movie as well but they're not as subtle they're they're more simple and I I'm, I'm all for that because sometimes I don't need to think too much when we're trying to watch a movie. I don't need to keep questioning what the fuck is going on the whole time I'm watching it. So I like that. Um, of course, Roger Deakins cinematography is fucking amazing. Um, uh, I like Harrison Ford of course, because you know, he, he, dude, he's at this stage in his life where he don't give a fuck and he's going to act the way he wants to act. And I love it. I love him. He didn't just being this cocky ornery son of a bitch at the end of the movie. Uh, I love Gosling. I know you're not a huge Ryan Gosling fan. He was good in this movie, but I, I I think he's really good at portraying characters like this. He's really good at it, and so yeah, I've been a Gosling fan for a few years now. And uh,
1: yeah, generally, I'm not a fan of Ryan Gosling. Yeah, in this, he was really good.
0: Yeah, and then uh, and then also uh, the movie has just a bunch of scenes that are fucking worthwhile, man. I. You know, I love the whole uh, Dave Batista scene where he's playing. Uh, was it Sapper? Yep, yeah, Sapper, Sapper Morton. Morton. Um, that whole thing was great. I mean, and then and then afterwards, where where he, you know, where Gosling has his uh, his drone fucking scanning the ground. That was fucking cool. Where it sees the, the the case underground and and uh, you know now. W- um, did you, I mean, I know you talked about the beginning, the the original Blade Runner when it's going over the city and you see all the smokestacks and stuff. Um, what, it, what, what, what did you feel when it showed California in 2049 and it showed all those like... Uh, I didn't know what
1: those were. I didn't know if those were giant solar farms or...
0: Yeah, it was, I think, yeah, that's what my opinion was. It was like solar farms or, or something like that, you know, to generate some kind of energy. Because you could tell everything's been wiped out pretty much, right? So right. Um, but just how grand scale it was it was just so fucking massive it was it looked like also when he was doing the panover of the like this the whole state pretty much it looked like every single piece of land was bought it was owned you know by right but those
1: that was going from where he was flying over over los Angeles yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't flying over the United States
0: no I said the old I said the state but yeah it. It was still, it just looked like, you know, It it's like when you're flying in a plane, you see all the grits of, of land, but then this yeah, one yeah. was way more intricate, like, damn it, like every single piece is fucking owned, no one owns anything anymore, I mean, there's nothing new to buy up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's
1: uh, what I was wondering if those were, those were blocks of, you know, like apartment blocks or yeah. if they were like gigantic solar farms or, yeah, or what they were, you know, it looked like they had little streets going through the middle of them and stuff like that, yeah. so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, um my pretty pretty amazing. F- I think my favorite scene in the entire film was the landfill attack when he when he when he crashes his fucking his car in the landfill and he gets attacked by all these people. Yeah. That fucking scene was awesome. Um <coughs> the uh I love the uh oh dude the the part where him and uh, him and Joy um where she gets the prostitute to come over and they they she does this thing where she overlaps her. Right. And she goes, don't move. I I need to sink," right? Right. Dude, that was fucking awesome. That was just brilliant. Um how they did that. Absolutely. Uh what else? I you know what? The the scene where um Love uh comes into uh, Robin Wright's office and fucking kills her <laughs> and then fucking bounces her face off the fucking desk. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to move on. Right? And uh, <clears throat> and of course, uh, the whole the whole sequence where you go into the uh the the casino that Deckard's in. Mm-hmm. And uh and it's uh, it's supposed to be a throwback, you know, casino. You know, that's why you had Elvis and and uh, you know the, the candelabra, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, um, Liberace, yeah, Liberace and, and and Monroe holograms and stuff. It was fucking just the lighting and all that shit was just so cool. And <coughs> and, and yeah, I mean, this movie just you could just sit back and just like and take in awe of all of the, all of the visuals and the miniatures, you know, cause there was a lot of miniatures. You could tell, you know, that they, they blew up and like the city was, you could tell was a miniature that they blew up and, and, uh, it just fucking worked for me, man. And I did the whole fight sequence at the end, the final little, you know, we, we call final battle that, right. that was cool too, because it just, you didn't know how it was going to end. You know, the most movies are predictable and, and you, you know, this one, any one of them could have died in that final battle, you know? It could have been all three it could have been just you, I, you didn't fucking know and um <laughs> the funniest thing to me was i cannot believe that this whole time i've been alive or well for you know i, I was born what five years before the movie came out the original came out but um this whole time since that the original film that since i first seen it that i thought that the replicants were robots The whole fucking time. And in this movie, it took near the end of this movie before I finally realized that replicants aren't fucking robots. (laughs) They're fucking, they're just genetically, or they're not, I mean, they're just bioengineered. I know it says this, okay? It says it at the beginning of the movie, but I still didn't take it in as that. I took it in as still a robot, right? Right. But they're they're bioengineered to be like humans, you know, to be a slave workforce and... I, I didn't fully, it didn't click to me. So every time I watch Blade Runner and I keep seeing Deckard, who I, I believed at the time was not a replicant, um, hitting on Rachel, you know, played by Sean Young, I keep thinking he's hitting on a fucking robot. Right. You know, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I, she's attractive, but what the fuck are you doing, you know? You know, I, I'm,
1: I'm going to tell you, yeah. when I first saw the movie, I agree. I, I thought they were robots as well. Okay, Good. Good. So, I'm, glad I'm
0: not the only one, because <laughs> I had my dumb moment. It's just like fucking, it's like when you finally realize what a lyric for a song you've been listening to your whole life is, and you're like, "It was that? Holy shit! <laughs> you finally cleared it up, or yeah. you saw it online or something." And you're like,
1: "Excuse me while I kiss this guy."
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, or that it. Um, so yeah, that was my dumb moment, but um, but still, I. Overall, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I give the nine. I gave it a nine out of ten because um, that's my first impression. I know that I don't know how much replayability this movie will have until I see it again. But my first impression was I was extremely impressed, and also because I'm such a big fan of Villeneuve that uh, that the guy right now, the guy is like in my eyes, he's like how Christopher Nolan is to everyone else, to almost everyone else. You know, the guy's walking on fucking water. You know, he he's like you know, the next Tarantino without being like Tarantino. Right. You know, he's just the next, the golden boy, right? Golden boy director. And yeah, I mean, dude, I, uh, I, you know, fucking prisoners. I still remember four years ago when I did a review for prisoners and I went and saw that movie by myself and I wrote the review and I was so fucking surprised at how good it was. I, and at the time I didn't know who the director was. So I, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about him. And then next thing you know, he does Sicario. We both fucking love Sicario. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm now I'm interested. This guy knows. This guy's got two movies I really like so far. And then he does Arrival, and Arrival's fucking really good, you know. And and then we got this. I mean, he takes something like Blade Runner, and he doesn't fuck it up. Like a lot of people would fuck up a sequel, and instead he just expands on it, and he he just made it like he just opened it up even bigger and. I mean, I look. I don't think that this movie needs. I don't think that another. I don't well, money wise. I don't think it's gonna. Make, they're gonna make another movie anyway. But um, you never know. You, you never know. But um, this movie doesn't need a sequel. It, it doesn't. I mean, it ends the way. I mean, I could be me personally. I could be content with this movie being the last one they ever do of a Blade Runner. Yeah, that's how good it is.
1: Yeah, I, I think it actually, you know, closes the book on this chapter.
0: Yeah, it is, you know, and um, they never come out and say in this movie if uh, if if uh, Deckard is a replicant, do they? Yeah, they do. When do they... Uh, when
1: they're talking, uh, when him and Gosling are talking.
0: Because, you know what I mean? Because uh, all the replicants that were made when supposedly around when he was made, they will had the lifespan thing on them, right? So um, for him to have a, a whole full natural, I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it doesn't even matter if he's a replicant or not um, because I don't discriminate, but... <laughs> But uh, I, I, I don't know I just never caught it I remember You know Hearing what Ridley Scott said That you know That, that Deckard is a replicant But The reason why I disagree I didn't agree with uh, Ridley Scott When he said that Was because I still thought That replicants were robots And I was like Dude he's not a fucking robot Right But now Being a replicant I, Okay I could see yeah, Maybe it's possible Yeah Alright right. So um Alright So uh, What was your Prediction on the On the movie I um Hmm. I think mine. Uh, shit, I I would say mine would be at least a seventy-five. Seventy-five. Let's see. I can't remember. Let's see. There we go. A Eighty-five. You gave it a fifty-three. I did. Okay. Well, um, shit. It's at eighty percent right now. Eighty-eight, huh? Um. Now this, the funny part <laughs> is when it first came out. <laughs> when it first like right before it came out, it was at ninety-seven percent, and then some more reviews came out, and then it jumped up to a hundred. And then it dropped to ninety five, then ninety three, and now it's at eighty eight. <laughs> I think it's going to sit around eighty eight for the rest of its uh, its existence. But uh, but yeah, that, that that that's right on line with what I was, what what I saw. My impression of it is this movie's a nine because this movie's fucking art. You know, it's it's art with a pulse, and it, it's it's beautiful to look at, um, and it's got a little bit of emotion to it, um. Jared Leto um look Jared Leto I will give him props as being a um (laughs) a, a guy who really delves into his fucking characters um and I read about what he did to play this role even though he only did like three or four scenes for the fucking movie um but I will tell you that um his character just felt um you know what he didn't even feel necessary to the movie if you really think about it who um Jared Leto's character um you know, playing a uh, Wallace, Neander Wallace, um, he felt like uh, he could have been a character out of another film. You know, it it
1: just uh, dude, I'm so sick of Jared Leto. <laughs> and I said this when we, after we watched the movie that he, for this movie, I couldn't stand him. Yeah, I don't like him as an actor. I
0: think that most it's he feels like a condescending prick. I could see that. Um, you, like if you had seen him in Dallas Buyers Club, um, he's very, uh, very flamboyant because um, he plays a gay, you know gay character in the eighties. Yeah, right? but who cares? Um, but yeah, he's very. Uh, but you know, after watching
1: him in, in, yeah, I could see Suicide that. Squad. After watching him in this, <laughs> nobody wants to deal with him. Even Harrison Ford says he's a fucking prick.
0: <laughs> and he only filmed one scene with him. <coughs> um, you know what, man? I look. I. Jared Leto doesn't rub me the wrong way as much as it does you. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him, um, but I, I the guy's method, uh, and his method is fucking extreme. Uh, I give him props for that, but uh, I, I, just because you put Jared Leto's name on a movie doesn't mean I'm going to go see it. You're going to have to do something else with it. All I know is if I see if Jared Leto's going to be in a movie that I want to see, I know that he's going to give a committed performance. I just don't know how fucking out of whack it's going to be at the same time. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, this it is what it is. man. There's certain characters, actors that rub you the wrong way. I've got i got plenty that rub just, me the wrong way. I can't stand him. I think
1: he's I don't think he's a good actor.
0: Okay, you think that his pompousness just bleeds through his characters? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, shit, dude. Um,
1: yeah. Right here. Just a douche. Now this, uh, you know, you have to take this with a grain of salt. Always,
0: always. Because <sighs> sometimes if you catch someone at the wrong time, too, you know, you, you might not get that special moment with them, right? You know, Burt Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> and what they say, they say, never meet your heroes, right? I don't buy into that. T- I don't buy into that. <laughs> Come on. You're always fucking. Oh, I don't believe in that. Everything that's fucking said, I don't believe in I that. I don't
1: buy into it. I don't buy into the whole never meet your heroes bullshit. If If you are.
0: You know, I'll put an addendum to it. How about that? If
1: if if if, if you are so <coughs> stuck, yeah, in into thinking that these people are who they are on the screen, gods, yeah, yeah, you, then you're you're a fucking problem. Child. That's
0: my that's my addendum is, um, don't meet your heroes if you've blown them up to be so much larger than life that you can't fucking handle it.
1: Yeah, if you can't handle the real person, yeah, um there's this thing going on right now with YouTube and, and my, my nephew is just as guilty. Mm-hmm. So we went down to LA and he's like, Oh, we need to go to this. We need to go over here and we need to see these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. And, and like, he looked at me like his soul was crushed <laughs> and it's this, there's, I don't know who they are. This is YouTube kids, right? Yeah. These f- kids that are famous on YouTube and everybody goes to the houses and that's a big thing now. And literally these people will just take their kids to somebody's house, one of these YouTube stars, yeah, and walk up to the door, and knock on the door. What the fuck? And in some cases will just walk right the fuck in. Ooh. And I was watching the Philip DeFranco show and he's like this he was talking about this whole incident, you know, what's going on. And he's like, "I did this even happen to me, like when I'm right in the middle of filming and I hear a knock on the door and I said, Come in. And it's some dude, yeah, just some dude just walked right in, had a bag, had a box full of fucking random shit, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, uh, you got to get the fuck out, you know, and it's not just him. there's was, there was another person that you know lady came up to his house and said, "Hey, is this where I don't know, there's some fucking famous YouTube chick that does like cosplay or whatever. Uh-huh. And you know she he this dude this, this lady with her son walked up and said, "Hi is whoever here?" And he and and the the YouTube celebrity's boyfriend, who is also a YouTube celebrity, says, "No, go away. Yeah, this is private property. Get out of here." Well, I just wanted to see if she was home, so we could, so that my my son could meet him. And he's like, "Get the fuck out of here." She's all, "Well." Uh, you and know, then, I, I just parked my car and I was just walking around. He's like, no, you yeah. didn't.
0: And then him and the person that they represent, they look like the assholes, right? Because they're rude to her, right? No, they don't. You know what I mean. That's how it's perceived by a lot of people in no. public.
1: No, it's not. It's the same thing is when, if you were to walk up to my house and not know me, you knock on the door and then invite yourself in. And I said, get the fuck out of here.
0: It'd be, it counts. Only if you, I could smell cookies.
1: Yeah, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> but it's it, there's not one person like ninety eight percent of the people out there understand it. Yeah, it's the fucking shitbag
0: two percenters. You owe me. <laughs> yeah, I, I made you famous, so therefore yeah, I, I, I I bought a ticket to your movie, so you owe me whatever it is I want at this moment. Here's your twelve fifty back. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know now that you would owe be me funny. Nothing.
0: That would be fucking hilarious. That's well, what I would do. I bought a poster too. <laughs> Yeah, here's 20 bucks. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, I, I think that there's a time and a place for for talking to a celebrity. And in their personal lives, when they're at home, you don't fuck with that. God damn. Be be a human being. You know, step in a human being's shoes. It doesn't matter if they make a shitload more money than you and they have this glamorous life. They're still people. Leave them the fuck alone. Okay? So, um... I mean, they put their pants on one leg at a time, or pay people to do it for them. But still, um, it is what it is. I, I don't give a shit. I, you know, look, I, there's people that I really like in Hollywood, but I'm not going to get all Goo Gaga over it. It, it, this, no. I, they're just people. They're just people that have become successful one way or another. Yeah. Well, you know, like Jared Leto,
1: after 30 Seconds to Mars, apparently he turned into a gigantic fucking cocksucker. <laughs> um, there's just like this. <sighs> Like, there's a sound tech at a show he was playing. Uh You know, the sound tech had some things to ask him, but he was backstage tuning his guitar. Sound tech waited, you know? Yeah. And then when Leto looked up, he had the most, he had his look on his face like, you know, who the fuck are you? And he looked at him and said, can I fucking help you? Yeah. And I said I was a tech and needed some info. He told me to fuck off. (laughs) You know.
0: You know, if you don't like Leto, just go and watch um, the scene from Fight Club where he gets his face um, bashed in by Edward Norton's character and he's like, he's literally spitting up teeth and shit and his face is ruined for the rest of the film. <laughs> that might make you feel a little better about Jared Leto. Right. <laughs> he goes, I had, to, why did you do that? And, and Norman's all, Norman's all uh, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> and Leto ain't beautiful for the rest of that film. All right. So, um, Dude, look. There's always gonna have. There's always gonna be people that have um, bad encounters with celebrities, whether it's true or not, exaggerated. Um, I, you, like, you hear you,
1: more stories about Leto being a douche, not necessarily an asshole, but just being a fucking complete douche to people than you hear about everybody else.
0: Well, you know what? And I can see that can go to some people's heads. Like, oh, I've got an Academy Award. <laughs> so I, you know, I fuck them, man. Hey, Look, I don't, I don't, I don't pay to fucking socialize with the person. I pay to see their movies, when you know. Well, I don't pay to see a Jared Leto movie. <laughs> he's just in some movies that I go to see. <coughs> when um, when multiple
1: people are saying he's a douche, like Glenn Danzig, Glenn Danzig is a fucking douche.
0: <laughs> My cousin Sharon, she fucking loves Glenn Danzig. She just went to his concert. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago. So uh, yeah, she. <laughs>
1: What was there? Was a story about Glenn Danzig, what and uh, cement blocks?
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is the Glenn Danzig cement block story?
1: It's fucking hilarious.
0: Well, let's. This is for you guys if you haven't read it.
1: So you see, these are bricks right here. Uh huh. This is Glenn Danzig's house, right? And this is all about Glenn Danzig and his neighbor. Uh, I have to click on this. I, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm showing you, Glenn Danzig's house, right? Okay. <laughs> you don't have to, and he's just a, he's an awful homeowner. Do you see his grass? Yeah. It's, it's just shitty. He's fucking. He's got hundreds of bricks, literally hundreds of bricks, <laughs> stacked on his front lawn, right? Okay. And there's tons of photos of this. There's like an aerial shot of it. There's Glenn Danzig with his Jaguar. That there's his house right there. I think that's the aerial shot I was thinking about. Like he, moved, he moved the bricks from mm. one side of his lawn over to the other side.
0: <laughs> Keeps them fresh. Yeah, you know. Keeps them from stagnating because you don't want to have stagnant bricks.
1: Okay. Uh, so he, he has apparently moved into Lucille Ball's old house. Anyways. Okay. Uh, he has since moved from that location, but I have to tell the story. All right, tell the story. And the story goes like this. If it'll ever go there. Like... This is from Metal Injection, and this is not... This is this this has gone around. So I have met Glenn Danzig. He is all of like four foot nine. <laughs> and I fucking don't I'm not kidding. I have met Glenn Danzig at a comic convention. Okay. Okay. And he was walking around, I was with my with my buddy. And um and I, I walked up to my buddy and I'm like, That's fucking Glenn Danzig. He goes, Who's that? I'm like the singer for black flag? <laughs> all you gotta do is just say Mama, I think it was before Mama. that. Mother, <laughs> well, my buddy, my. We need to read this this text as Rick and Morty. <laughs> so you can you can you can do the first, or I can do the first. I don't care. How do you want to go? You want me to start <laughs> off?
0: All right. So I'm I'm me.
1: No, yeah, okay. You just be, yeah, that guy. Okay, I'll be Justin. You be me. Okay,
0: okay. dude,
1: dude. D- Dan- Danzig lives next door to me in L.A. Down the street, he's the worst neighbor ever. I, I have fucking, I have a lot of Danzig stories.
0: No shit, Morty.
1: Like, like one awesome one. Yes, dude. I, I, I can't believe you said Danzig. You,
0: you realize this may be our number one topic at work, right?
1: D- Rick, here, here's the story. Okay.
0: We always, we always say, what do you think Danzig's doing right now?
1: Danzig lives in a shithole. It's, uh, it's a house in Las Feliz. It's about 100 yards down this the street. It's, Oh, my God. It's super run down. Except he's, uh, he's got this crazy jaguar. You know, the car? Not, not the animal, Rick. Not the animal. Any, anyway.
0: It's a place of evil, Morty. Evil.
1: So he has this huge pile of bricks in his front yard, and the house looks like an evil Pixar house. Right. A- anyways, his, his neighbor's like, Dude, Danzig, you're bringing property values down. With, with with these bricks in our yard. So Danzig was pissed and threw a brick at him. So anyway, back and forth with his neighbor and Danzig. And finally one day I see Danzig outside his yard. He's hurling bricks. He's, hurling, he's just chucking them into the dumpster. He's screaming, here I am, motherfucker. Just, <laughs> just cleaning up my fucking bricks, bitch. It's just, just, he was loud to no one in particular for two hours.
0: Wait a minute, Morty. Did he say, here I am, motherfucker. Just clean up my fucking bricks, bitch. Oh bitch <laughs> just rich
1: just just for two hours, Rick It's like, like I couldn't even think about other things because it was so amazing
0: oh, oh oh my God, this is so amazing it blew,
1: blew my mind, Rick because it's it's just dancing and he's he's bad at owning a house
0: <laughs> Good job Morty good job Morty well, Thank you Rick <laughs> what a I guess that guy really threw up a brick
1: another brick in the wall.
0: <laughs> he's not that talented, Morty. <laughs> all right. Uh, t- fucking Danzig. All right. So what happened with that at the convention? Or the comic? Con- Just, hey, there's Glenn Danzig. Yeah, there's
1: Glenn Danzig walking around
0: all four foot eight of them. <laughs> he Whatever. loses an inch every time you talk about him. Yeah, he used to be five foot two. Now he, he was four I, nine. I like making him shorter. And now he's four it, eight. It, because
1: the smaller he get. oh, dude, Midget walked through my line at work today. Booyah. Not yet. Not today. A couple days ago. Uh huh. And I couldn't say anything. Why yeah, would I, you? I couldn't say anything like, don't shortchange me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's horrible.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Don't shortchange me. <laughs> Just had a midget come through my line. It was a small transaction. <laughs> that was to my brother, and then he laughed. I said, "Good thing he didn't shortchange me." That's where it comes from. Yeah. So I hope you, I hope you went fast because you was short on time. I said it was a tiny problem, but he got over it. So, and then to my buddy Dave, I pretty much did the same thing. Like just had a midget come through my line. He only had small bills.
0: Hey, did he ask if there were any half off rollbacks?
1: Ha, ones and twos. Good thing it was a short wait. I said, did he jump – he said, did he – my buddy Dave goes, did he jump on the bag counter and take it for a spin? And what's funny is like not two nights before that, I we we were doing that. Yeah. I said, no, but that would have been awesome. Look, Mom, it's Disneyland. You want to take it for a little spin?
0: <laughs> Man, that joke just dwarfed the last one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tiny dancer. <laughs> Anyways. I, I, I enjoy the little people. I still call them midgets. I'm always going to call them midgets. They, most of them that aren't fucking – you know have their heads up their ass or up tight call themselves midgets what's their favorite color just say it magenta magenta <laughs> like midgard
0: yeah like magenta i'm here all week <laughs> all right so uh half and half <laughs> that is a fucking mustache all right um so the next uh, movie that we will be talking about on Cinescape Movie Reviews Is going to be the Jackie Chan Pierce Brosnan Actioner, The Foreigner
1: Ah yes, The Foreigner The
0: Foreigner. it's getting good reviews I have not read any of them But it's getting getting good reviews so far So um, hopefully it uh, lives up to the hype Yes And uh, be a nice little change of pace I don't, even, Dude I don't even know if I've seen the full trailer for that movie So um, I don't even know what to expect going into it Um I do know, though, that Jackie Chan always entertains every single time. So let's let's see what he does this time around.
1: Yeah. this um, Oh, we even have Glenn, Dan- Glenn Danzig's address, which is 4544 Franklin Avenue.
0: Oh, thanks for calling the man out. Las Feliz. Sharon, don't drive your van down there. I don't think it's going to make it.
1: Yeah. Las Feliz is um, over by. Um, come on, Brain.
0: Come on, Barney X.
1: Brain. Ain't no working. Brains. Griffith of, Griffith Observatory. Oh, Griffith, there, it's right there. See, mm-hmm. I know that because I drove right by his house one day. Okay. Uh, when I was down there, we, my cousin, cousin, my nephew wanted to see the Hollywood sign, so we drove all the way through the Griffith Observatory, mm-hmm. and then onto the one hundred and one, and then we did that, and then we did that. So the Hollywood sign is right there. God, so L.A. Go down is down so fucking
0: huge, man. There's so much, so many towns. Actually,
1: we, we did we got on the 101 from there? No, bro. We got on the 10. 10, 110 to 101, I think. Yeah. Boyle Heights. Chinatown. Yeah. We got on the 10, then we hit the 110, and I wanted to go. There's
0: Crenshaw. I saw Crenshaw.
1: I wanted to go to the 10 to the 405.
0: I ain't from Africa. I'm from Crenshaw Mafia. Because you
1: could see the Hollywood sign from the 405. And then go all the way up to the 101, but I took the 110 instead. Okay. So when we took the 110, the 110 turns into the 2. And then we took the 5 all the way up, and I said, fuck this, we're going to go through Las Feliz and Silver Lake, Little Armenia, (laughs) and we drove all the way around Universal City and Toluca Lake and all the places that I used to live. I used to live over here And, um, and Burbank and all this other stuff. And then we went over to here, Chandler Boulevard, because this is where over over here mm. is where um, they film Pulp Fiction. Okay. Pulp Fiction House.
0: Where is um where is the Viper Lounge?
1: There is no Viper Lounge.
0: Okay, the Viper Room, whatever no, the fuck it's called.
1: Doesn't exist anymore.
0: It still does exist. They said there are people who there's always people that talks about people at that really? place. Yeah.
1: They changed the name. I thought they had changed the name right there yeah it's all sunset
0: storied yeah it's a
1: storied edgy and intimate nightclub <coughs> that place <laughs> is fucking it's fun but man it, it is it gets packed
0: it's not very big is it no it's it's
1: um it's like the size of this house
0: okay a little yeah. bit bigger so it's kind of almost like going to uh, god damn it powerhouse uh yeah yeah okay about the same size.
1: Maybe a little bit smaller. There's the troubadour, nightingale, cedar, cyanide. Oh,
0: you ever seen the Salton Sea? What I mean, the movie. The Salton Sea. You ever been to the Salton Sea?
1: No. There's the There's Hustler magazine. Great. That's the exact building. Why?
0: Oh, I look. I I, I lost interest in porn mags a very long time ago. Whatever. <laughs> Unless I stumble across one that doesn't have sticky pages. No, I, I just. Uh,
1: what about the Salton Sea?
0: I, I just asked if you had seen it because it's 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 fucking huge. And you mean you mean the Salton Sea? Yeah, I said that the Salton Sea. It's huge. It's huge for what it is, man, bro. It's a fucking lake that's like dying. It's slowly, it's slowly uh, receding, and it's uh, getting saltier and saltier, and life is escaping from it.
1: Do you, do you okay? Here's Los Angeles. Uh huh. There's the Salton Sea. Okay. So you do the math.
0: I was just asking, man. Because you you were down in L.A. for a long time. So? So so I asked if you saw the Salton Sea. It's like a three hour drive. Okay. You say you go places and shit. Maybe you went to the Salton Sea. I don't know. No, I have no fucking reason to go there. (laughs) I can go fine. (laughs) Bet you've been to fucking Joshua Tree, though, huh? Nope. But I have been to Mojave. You've been to the Mojave?
1: Yeah. I've driven to Vegas,
0: too. How far is Vegas from L.A.? Isn't it like 150 miles or? It's like three hours. Three hours, yeah. Two and a half hours, depending on how <clears throat> fast you go. You take the 15. What is your, um, the best way to drive to, uh, to Vegas from here? Take the 15. Where's the f- Okay. So you, you, you suggest going all the way down south and then?
1: Yeah, it's no different than taking, well, you take 80 to whatever that road is, to the 95. You can take 80 to 95, go from there.
0: Yeah, they don't give you many options, do they? No. Just, just fly. <laughs> the and Sea, Mike.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: No, oh, not Can One. Canyon? Canyon? Yeah, Canyon. Valley Glen. <laughs> hey, there's a Kmart still alive. Or is it? There it is. Ventura Boulevard. I wonder if there's any bad boys on Ventura Boulevard. Or if they all went west down. Ah, that's it right there. How does it know? It's a nice house, huh? This is oh, I like that kind of pool. The uh what do they call those pools? They have the, the never ending, there's like called never ending or
1: Infinity Pool. Yeah. I don't know why people are fucking doing this, but okay. <laughs> <coughs> I'm not gonna tell you whose house this is. Okay. But I have been there.
0: Eddie's? Mm hmm. <laughs> You've talked about that so many times, most of the time I've asked you about it, but yeah i have heard the stories and the tales
1: so so that's his
0: house cool,
1: That's fucking that's fucking
0: beautiful. he's earned it. <laughs>
1: well, see this right here, yeah, what you don't see, and I think this is the back end It's like lower shit, and no, 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 no no this is yeah this this view right here, yeah, from the from the pool, yeah, is like that right there.
0: Yeah, the tops of trees, I see it.
1: No, the top of the trees. You see the fucking city in the background? Yeah. Okay. This God damn it. Why did you do that? It's not for sale. This right here in the background mm-hmm. is over the Ventura side of the freeway. Okay. So we're I it's the area where I live. So when you're coming down the hill, the 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 porch side right here yeah. that you see on the far right or cuz what we're doing is we're looking at a picture of of Eddie Van Halen's house. Mhm. <laughs> and we're, we're it, the picture is taken from the infinity pool, straight on into this. Um, what do you want to call it? This rook, this castle style. It's
0: almost like a turret.
1: Yeah, turret. Thank you. Yeah, and that is as you're driving down the hill. That would be on your left hand side, or as you're driving up the hill, it's going to be on the far end of the house that's visible from the road. So everything that you see in this picture is is like the second picture where you see the moving truck right there. Yeah. Okay. So the house is like literally like right there. It's like hidden in there. Well, you can see it over the trees mm. and, and you see this part of the house. Okay. So by the way, he still lives there and it's not for sale. So <laughs> anyways, thirty three seventy three. Oh, I got to cut that out. So <laughs> but see, see, and then see, see the infinity pool. Yeah. Okay, so that house right here, this is 5150. This is the studio. Okay. And and then there's another house over here. And then obviously you see that there's another house over here. It's kind of buried in there.
0: I wonder, like, uh, someone like that, how much uh, precaution they take to make sure that, you know, it's not easy for some fucking crazy fan to, you know, try to sneak in from the back or something.
1: Uh, as much precaution as i can i mean there's roads that go all the way back there so there's nothing i can do if somebody drives back there but what's funny is that there is actual there's an actual track mm-hmm. that goes up in the back You see and this is nothing you can't look up but but there's like a golf cart track somewhere around here okay which is really funny but anyways it's as you can see it's kind of stuck up in there there's not a lot of there's i mean there's this house right here. Yeah. This the smaller house in front, yeah. that's the original house. This okay. is the new house in the back.
0: Oh, so he bought the house in the land and then built on it?
1: Yeah. Years ago.
0: So anyways. Dude, you got that kind of fucking money to build whatever house you want.
1: He didn't build that house until like the nineties. They lived in that small little town house and there's a studio there and everything.
0: Hmm. Anyways, that's oh. all I got. Oh that guy looks like Stephen King.
1: It's not Stephen King.
0: I said it looks like motherfucker. It's not Stephen King. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. So, for Ciscape Kate movie reviews, I am Joe Spiegel.
1: Next one.
0: Oh wait, I forgot. I'm not supposed to say who I am anymore. <laughs> Bye. 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 Looks like Stephen King.
1: It's not Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen
0: King. It's not Stephen King. <laughs> if you went to it's the not gym King. on the periodic basis. No.
1: Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches.
0: <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of coupleofaveragejoes.com. And please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome. Have a good night. Hmm. This is the end. Oh, it's the end. Benito, the end! or go fuck yourself.